It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. And the Kool-Aid is gone. It's not. It's not over yet. It's gone. Jeep was going with the haircut to look different so no one recognizes him as the old Kool-Aid Jeep. The Kool-Aid. <laughs> the Kool-Aid is Shame going, him in the cut his hair. The Kool-Aid is going down the drain as we speak. Mm. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. You people. Yeah. No more Kool-Aid man. Hey, tell Circle K to do what they do with all of the Super Bowl shirts that no one wins. Send them over to like Asia and you. Yeah, you, you take on. I, there's a whole lot of kids with point four percent. Stop. 0.4%. That's not even a chip in the chair. <laughs> that ain't, that, no, it's not. No. You're like four rows deep watching people playing <laughs> blackjack. By the way, if, if the Patriots lose tonight and the Browns win out, they'll uh, have a, an 8% chance to make it. Bull, stop yes. it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so, here's hope. how I can tell you they're officially out of it. Our cleaning yeah. lady here at Channel 3 is a wonderful woman. She's a huge Browns fan. We talk Browns every week. She comes by my desk. We have a little Browns powwow. Die hard. Yeah. Like Bull, Kool-Aid, 6-0. We got a chance. We yeah. got a chance. I just talked to her this morning. Now I ain't got to watch anymore. We're done. <laughs> so when the cleaning lady says it's a wrap, that's it. It's a wrap. Really, really, really tough one. Um, Lord. Where that Bengals or Browns team was that played the Bengals and beat them easily earlier this year, I don't know. They changed quarterbacks and somehow – I don't know how. That's what I hope we can figure out here today. We've now seen eight quarters of Deshaun Watson-led football, and this is not the sixth-ranked offense in the NFL. Our offensive production has gone dramatically down. I said last week on the show, not that I was purporting that I think we should change back to Deshaun Watson, or I mean to Jacoby Brissett, 
All I said was this team right now is better with Jacoby Brissett. Well, they I did change to Jacoby Brissett on that fourth and one play. Yeah, good job. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Complete recap of yesterday's loss, which I think is a season-ending loss, 0.4% chance. Tim Couch is going to join us at 1130. We'll start by grading Deshaun Watson's performance. And don't use just the numbers, because if you look at just the numbers, it's yeah, pretty good. Right. The overall grade for Deshaun Watson, both yesterday and through two games. What do you give him? Yesterday, I would probably give him a C plus. If I strained hard, I'd give him a B minus. Overall, I got him at, I would have to say, overall, I got him at a C minus so far for both games. Okay. Because so I had him at a D plus the last game. Right. Brad? Look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what happened to Brad? Did you do yard work yesterday? Hey, oh. Now, hold on. Now, now, I used to work in the emergency room, and you of age, I was like, I was, like, what well, I was worried for Pat, a second. What to look Clear. for is signs of a stroke. <laughs> I'm like, is, your, is one side twitching? Is that eye bigger than the other one? Hey, dog, don't do this to me now. <laughs> so here's the story. Yeah, he gives a C minus for both grade, but you know I'm, I'm at this point. C minus for oh for yesterday for, for, and for overall. I'm overall. So you yeah. had him as C minus than. Yeah, but here, cut the games, right? You know this thing. <laughs> I, I tell you last week when you talk about you run the table, you you're not making the playoffs, right? This no. is this is for a future play, and I get it. The offense has gone down, but I'm building for something better. This team has some problems. <laughs> I mean, some problems. I was I was at Xfinity Center. In, uh, in Maryland, I say, get ready to watch Maryland play UConn women, right? Yeah. I'm watching the Browns on my phone. When he went to a fourth and one, I said, you just was getting Deshaun Watson in a groove. Lord. And then, then we got smart again. Lord. We're going to be smarter than everybody else. And I said, Lord. fourth and one. What he told everybody, he thought he was telling everybody they were going to sneak. Bro. But what he really told everybody is, we're going to pass. Well, and, uh, and, what it, you, and what it told me is, you're above your head. Yeah. Again, you not you don't get it. We're gonna dive deep into the play calling because there oh. were other play calling issues yesterday, Lord, and that play specifically that's coming up later. That's when I cut the that's when I cut the phone off. I first right, wanted to get Deshaun Watson grades. Let's let's table Deshaun yeah. Watson for now, or let's continue the Deshaun Watson. We'll we'll table the play calling for later. What do you give? Him? I don't think I gave a grade last week because it would have been F minus. Right. But yeah. yesterday, I C, I guess, yeah. and probably D plus D for for the two games. I don't know that I, I'm kind of in Brad's camp of yeah, okay, the offense has taken a step. It's taken three steps back, but it's taken three steps back, so it can take five steps forward. Right, right, right. And so this is just sort of the growing pains that you have to go through with with Deshaun. But it's ugly at times, for sure. And, yeah. and I got plenty on the. the yeah, we'll get, we'll get into we'll it. Get to yeah, it. We'll get I want you. I don't want to pick your brain here. Unload your reporter's notebook on <laughs> well, that. I, 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 he had an F. There's no way you couldn't <laughs> give him an F last week. He was hideous. F last. He week. didn't even look like an NFL quarterback. No, last right. Week. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm giving him a C minus this week. Yeah, I, that, those I, are my grades exactly. I actually by the way. think I'm being generous giving yeah. him a C minus. I, he was, he was bad, guys. And I know the numbers are not bad. The numbers are okay, but it's, about, it's productivity. I don't think he was bad. I, I do. He, I don't think Jason, he was bad. He was, there were guys yesterday. open. That's and why he I did not make minus. the throw. That's why he I was not seeing the field. This is why. This is why I say he wasn't bad. Right? 
this is a guy that's been out 700 days, right? And I, and I, and I, I Bull, I'll say this. Yeah. You take 700 days off your profession. Agreed. You gonna Agreed, be Brad. bad. You gonna be. It's okay, gonna, no doubt. But what that's I saw, true. What, what I saw yesterday, though, I saw some progression. But here's saw, the thing, Brad. But I gave him an I F saw last progression week. too. F yeah. to a C minus. That's progression. Exact, well, that's exactly what I got. Right? F last week. Yeah. A C minus this week, and F last week because he was playing the Houston Texans. Right. Yes, he had 700 days off. He went through training camp. He was practicing all along. For, for, you know, for the last couple of weeks, it was an F. And, and and yesterday, to your point, if you look at the numbers, yeah, he's productive. He was, moving, he was moving the ball. He was completing passes. But there were too many times, and I thought Adam Archuleta did a great job of pointing this out. There were guys that were wide open, that were right in front of him, and he just missed them. Yeah, because he, he didn't see it. He, don't see he didn't see it. it. And the interception that he threw... Donovan Peoples-Jones was open, right. and he waited too waited long. Waited too long. But and Archuleta pointed that out. Yes. You only can correct that when you're in the mess of repetition yeah. and doing it in Maybe. live Well, I'm action. not factoring that into my grade. That's a reason. That's a factor as to why he played like a C-minus. No doubt. Yeah. But I'm not giving him a higher grade because he hasn't played. I'm saying that's one of the reasons he's a C-minus. That's factoring into his poor play. I, I, is it safe to assume, then, that we're basically grading him Five different grades yesterday and overall. It sounds like if you average our grades out, he's a D. Yeah, I mean a D plus to a C minus he's somewhere in, in he's that. He's in yeah. that range. I, it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. through five. I, I, now I, I, he's at eight quarters. He's produced one touchdown. Guys, I watched the last player drafted in the last year's draft. The last player drafted, Mr. Irrelevant, score five touchdowns for the San Francisco 49ers yesterday by the third quarter. Early in the third quarter. Let me tell you something. Okay. And he's and he's had one week of practicing as the starting quarterback. Let me say, but you've been Jay, you've been removed. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you if you've been in sports, if you remove yourself from sports for any short period of time, it's tough, right? Now you do an extended stay out. Watch them all struggle, and they, they it's going to come back. I, to him. I put it's we way underrated. I, we I, way I, underrated yeah. how much a factor yes, this is. Yes, I did. I'm way a, all of us. Would I didn't. I said there was going to be plenty of oh, us. No, no I, even that, you didn't think it was going to be this bad. No, listen. I jumped I on you guys really when you guys yeah. all said I'll buy halftime. Well, quarter. I didn't say I go, that. I thought said, there'd be rushed too, but I, I didn't think it would be this bad. I know, bad. but what I said was, wait yeah. a minute. We're, we're talking quarters yeah, and not but weeks? I, but I will say that comparing the other quarterbacks to me doesn't matter because like I don't care what Brock Purdy did. He's on a much better team with a much better coach. Is he? Yeah, and they were playing a much worse opponent. A much like, better team? Here, 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 oh, yeah. Offense? Yeah, yeah, way better. Here's well, I mean, I, they got McCaffrey. We've got Chubb. No, no, no. See, here's the thing. Yeah, tight but, end? We've got we've got a top three tight end Brad, in the league. In Brad, 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 Brad hit on something. Go ahead. This team got major holes. Major. They got major holes, dog. They got major holes. I'm going to keep it real with you. Um, when you see those, matter of fact, Joe Burrow, <laughs> he didn't play that well yesterday. He didn't kill nobody. Joe Burrow was... Medium, like he had. He figured it. I thought he figured. He got it, it going. Like the, the penalties got him going. <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, if you look at it, right, it is it, comparable, right? Joe Burrow was under duress. Joe Burrow got the. He got a lot of pass interferences calls. Yeah. He got a lot of calls that put him in a position. I thought and, every penalty was a good call. Both teams. And, I didn't think there was one bad call. And, no, but they were all against the Browns. And he made one. He made a really top flight throw to Jamar Chase, and that was the difference, right? But for me, when I watch this, you got two, you got a problem here. See, when I watch this game, have you noticed what the what the offense has moved to? Mike McNuggets said it in the postgame show. Everything with Chubb is East and West now. Mm -hmm. Stefanski does not run the ball very well out of shotgun.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And so if you're going to tell me this is the new way that these two, go, these two guys are going to coexist, it ain't going to work you like that. You can't fix that in season. Well, like, that's something that's going to take time in the offseason. No, 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 it's no. another thing we didn't, that's none not of true. us thought about. That. That's not true. That's not true. It's, it's called, hey, let me change this play. Run plays get changed every week. Well, they did run. He was under center more this week. But, but the majority of the time, he's yeah. in shotgun. Have we seen a single RPO, like a no. real RPO? We no. talked about yeah, what, yeah, he did. He did the shovel pass. I saw, I saw yeah. one or two, but I thought the RPO was going to be the secret weapon for this team. I, I and have, it will be. It I will have be. not I'd like seen, to see it. Here's the thing, too. When you're watching these other teams play, they, Stefanski is good at scheming open medium stuff. When you watch these other teams play, they got dudes wide open. I mean, guys just nowhere in 10 feet of them. When we play, it looked like the Browns is playing in a phone booth. It's every route was contested. There were times where guys were open and Watson didn't get them the well, ball. There, there is the one time he overthrew. The one time he, he threw it too late, and there was a one time he was. They brought an all-out blitz, and it was a drag route open for uh, with, with Amari Cooper. But generally speaking, it was that way with Baker. You know, it was that way with Jacoby Brissett. Well, nobody wide open. You know what I see here, G? They're it's a top a, ten offense. This, this, this what, what are we talking about? Well, 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 oh, no, oh, this is what I see here. The Browns are to me. A very scripted team, right? There is no feel of the game coaching going on the sideline. I'll give you a case in point. So, you know, my daughter's at Maryland, right? So they had a roster of 10 people, right? And then they were coming out the gate sluggish, right? Now, this is a, a national championship coach. You know what she did? Because you have to have a feel here. You three, y'all ain't playing no more. <laughs> I'm going to go with these seven right here, right? And, and we and they start winning. These three can't even get the game no more, right? You have to have a feel for it. When I said, when I saw this thing on fourth and one, I said, the game didn't tell him to do that. That was predetermined. Game was he, over. He determined, he knew he was going to go some trick over. play here. Over. No, well, but Jason, that's not correct, is it? Well, do you want to get in this now or do you want to hold it? Well, we've brought up Are the fourth down play. Yeah, Are we done with Watson? Yeah. Are we done with Watson? He's not the only problem. If on the one last thing on Watson before we move on then. Yeah. All right. So we did see, we all agree, whether we agree on a grade for this week, we all agree it was better than last week. Sure. There was improvement, but it is still subpar. He granted. He, he looked, last week he looked like a guy who shouldn't be playing in the NFL. This, like, this week he was a guy who looked like an NFL quarterback, just not a very good one. So we saw the I mean, progression game one. He to went game from Spurgeon Wayne to Charlie Fry. <laughs> what do you guys expect? The progression to be now game two to game three, and even game two for the next couple like, of games. It's going to get week. better every week. Yeah, that's what I expect. I mean, he week. ran into a really good defense you yesterday. Give the He's going to have some credit. He's going to see a really good defense. He's going to see a really Sunday. good defense. Bengals defense, and that matters. They play Saturday. 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 Bengals defense is very good and very underrated because they don't have stars. 
They don't stars. I don't know. Reader looked like a star to me yesterday. Well, he is a star, but nobody knows. He's well, not. Well, well, he's great at what he does, but nobody just, knows who he that is. That just goes to show uh, you. By the way, I said it all last week that did, he was making a huge you difference. Did. And here's the problem. When you say adjustments, and I'm just going to be honest with you, when you've been in the trenches and you played the game up front, everybody knows if you play in them trenches and you try, you got a big dude like DJ Reader, right? He's over the nose guard. You can't run east and west and run zone plays. You know why? He's going to blow you back in the backfield. And Hagen dies had no chance. Now, here's the, here's the problem. You got a team and your best two, your best two, your best two linemen are guards, right? So what you needed to do every single play is we zone. Let me get a little hand here. When we hit, we uh, we here up to the next level to the linebacker. Either way you go, whether you go in zone right or zone left, Hagen dies got a hand on somebody and he got he got some help. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. This is this is, this is you, you asked about the progression of Watson every week. It's gonna get better. You know what? When it's gonna get better? When the game slows down for them, that's when you're gonna be special. Right. Yeah. Still going so way it's fast. Still, it's still going fast. By the yeah. way, that, it was, I, it was I, slower. I this it was slower out. yesterday. I think it's fair to point out that the the Browns are on their fourth string center. Yesterday, I thought that game was won at that matchup. Froho. Or Hagendaz, as we yeah. affectionately know. No, he's Hagendaz in this show. He's yeah. yeah, I know he is. Show. But I mean, for someone watching for the yeah. first time, they're going, who the hell is Hagendaz? I mean, you think about it, Jay. So you think about how the Browns at defensive tackle have nothing, right? Right. And the Bengals have Reader, and even BJ Hill is, is really good, too. Yeah. Like, what a different. Like, those guys are not sex. They don't put up big stats. No, but I, I just but, thought that Reader yeah. against Froholt. Hagendaz was him. stealing. Yes. And it controlled the line of scrimmage. Yes. It took Chubb out good. of the game. It did. The game was won. Chubb's obviously oh. a much better player than me. that. Yeah. It's my, it's my Channel 3 producer calling. I'm going to have to wait, Momo. Um, <laughs> it's, to me, and, and I'm, not, I'm not usually one to make excuses for injuries. I'm not, and no. I'm not covering for the coaching staff. But when you're down that deep on the depth chart at a pivotal position, and, the, and, and he's lining up. It, it's almost like in a game where you've got Miles Garrett going against a fourth-string tackle. Jay, what? He's what? going to be disruptive, and it's going to change the game. A couple things real quick. Good. Number one to what you were saying defensively with the Bengals. I loved how they handled Watson, actually, because early on, did he miss th- some throws? Yeah, okay, he did. Yeah, a couple. But the Bengals were dropping seven and eight in the they coverage. They were, yeah. And they weren't blitzing at all. And they were saying, okay, use your eyes. We don't think you can read your progressions. And that and- was a smart call. And it was. And then they started mixing in blitzes as the game went on. And, and they really, I couldn't tell where the guys were coming from. I know he couldn't tell where they were coming from. Yeah, they I thought they did really I well. thought they did a they terrific a job. job is, the- isn't that an nominal thing? Blitzing from everywhere so no one knows where you're coming from. Joe yeah, Woods, smart. maybe maybe just cut, copy, and paste what the Bengals do, and then you can be a smarter than the fifth we'll right also. double their best wide receiver. We'll get to them in a no, minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Jesus. But when you're talking about the offensive linemen, I was talking to a couple of linemen after the game who were – you said you liked all the calls, all the holding calls. I didn't I, – I don't know. I wasn't looking I at I thought them. every call on both teams – obviously, the Browns had more calls against them. I thought they were all correct calls. The linemen were That's frustrated. The linemen were frustrated after the game because they felt like the best way to attack the Bengals is run right at their ass. And with the with the holding calls the way that they were, now you got guys in their heads thinking, well, am I going to get – I can't get well, another you, 10 for this. You, you, so it changes the way – that well, they that they're feeling yeah. like what am, what can I do and what it gets in their head if with some and they felt like the officials were trying to control the if game. You're freaking holding, you're holding. All right, that's what it is. I'm gonna just I'm gonna tell you this. Here's the story. Why do I have to explain to you where your holes are? 
You're a professional. You know you soft up front, right? You know it. We've been talking about it all season. Why? Do, why don't you know it? Oh, they know it. They know they, it. They, they, there's, there's, no you, way to, there's nothing but, to do now. But to what but what you guys were just saying about the defensive tackles, I've said for a month, just get NFL caliber defensive tackles, so, right. and so, it's going to fix so, what, so much so of what, what we're talking about. So what is preventing that? Well, there's none to go get. There's I mean, none to go you get. You have to do something. It's December. <laughs> it's December. No, 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 hold on. We've been talking about this for months. Yeah, but you were never going to get Indominus Sue. He wasn't going to come here. Get somebody. <laughs> well, they did. They got the guy from Miami. They picked him up off the practice squad, and Tommy Togia has been inactive ever since. I th- That's I think, how pitiful their tackles I have think been. To, to Jason's point, these guys don't fall out of trees. They don't. The talent has been recognized. The problem goes back to the construction of this team. Yeah, they blew it they in blew, their analysis and that of is, defensive tackle. And that they is, I think, one thing we can all agree on. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's funny. We've got arrows pointing at everybody. No. Now. We're yeah. talking about <clears throat> Watson, Stefanski. Now it's going to Andrew Barry. But another thing I think most Browns fans can honestly agree to, the construction of this roster was flawed from training. Ain't even flawed. It it was just flawed. I call it piss poor. You got a baseball guy up there picking players. Don't let's be clear about it. Let's be clear about it. That that fourth down that we're going to get into, (laughs) that that screams of a baseball guy. You mean the one that turned turned the team up You got Who tells us? Their their plan at linebacker was trash. <laughs> their plan at defensive tackle was trash. Their plan at receiver was trash. All right, now hang on. They've been shredded I with injuries. With receiver. I been, agree with the other. They've been shredded with injuries at linebacker. Defensive tackle, there's no excuse. Yeah. They, they're terrible. They're not good enough. I agree with G on linebacker. I don't Taki, agree on okay, wide receiver. Taki Taki was playing great before he got hurt. When they moved him to middle, he was playing some of the best football of his career. He was. Great. He was. He, at middle linebacker, he, he was much yeah, better. He was, he was great for him. Listen. <laughs> He was an NFL caliber middle linebacker when he was in the middle and obviously Anthony well, Walker went down to early. Walker before yeah. that Walker went I down mean, when a wall goes down. That was the heartbeat of the defense. You got was it. One, listen, it but was. Gee, no, here's he the only thing. If we're going to, if we're going to say it's a baseball guy, it's a this and it's a that. Yeah. Well, we were all saying they were very talented going into the season. Were we not? They Except are in certain positions and I can do two things at once. Well, and I said the defensive tackles was terrible too. You did. But besides defensive tackle, I think most and maybe wide receiver, which has proven to be wrong because Donovan Peoples Jones no, no, no. has become a legit no, 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 number no, no, two no. wide receiver. I wasn't wrong at wide receiver. You know why? Yeah. Because when you take a look at other teams and you take a look with Deshaun Watson does best, he throws the deep ball well. You banked on Anthony Schwartz they being your no, deep they guy. No they have no speed. No, well, they don't threaten anywhere. Yes, you're right about that. They, they do need to get a speed guy. However, Donovan Peoples-Jones has established himself as a legit starter. No right Underneath, no doubt. No, right? he's, he's he's been their best deep threat. They've he's gone, made a but they haven't seen much. They weren't trying to throw. They're not trying to throw deep. Here, 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 to let, throw let, deep well, they right should. Now. Hold on, let me say. Well, Jason, they want him to get his feet under been, him a little bit. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been a legitimate best deep threat. That don't make you no star. That's crazy. There's a difference. No, he's not a star, but he there's a difference. He is a. Legitimate number no, two. So here, right let now. me tell you. Let me. And he should have made that catch I, in the I, end zone. I, I he should have made the catch. Yep. I, I don't know why he let it come to him. I know. Plenty Gotta go get that ball. Year, I like the way he's the... played, but I'm just telling you that here. If I got Cooper, the superior route runner, right? You need a I, deep I need a. I need a deep, serious guy on the other side, right? I still could have Donovan Peoples Jones on the team. I can. He still Agreed. can. Put, he can still do good things, but he's not that guy. Let's not say that. Yeah, we understand they need one more receiver, and they did get they did get it wrong with Anthony Schwartz. But overall, receivers in decent shape. I mean, it's not like they're in bad shape well, at wide receiver. Well, let me ask, I don't. It's not like defensive tackle well, or no, no, what. I, You're not going to be perfect I, I, everywhere. I go back to this. 
who is calling the shots? Because I told you in August, S.G. Schwartz was worth nothing. You're wasting your time. Okay, but there's a guy worth so nothing hold on, on hold every on, roster. Hold on. I mean, I it, why, you know. you, you, you're missing the point. Yeah. You've got Schwartz here. The D-line problem was, was obvious back then, too. The linebacker problem was there, too. Who is doing this? Who is constructing and, this team? And, and, and let's be clear. When you, yeah. we talk, you, we speaking from a level of we just want the Cleveland Browns to be solid. I don't give a damn about solid. You, when you go look at these other rosters, you telling me we play Miami, they got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and you selling me DPJ underneath? But gee, you're you're, you're making it seem like they're. Hold on, wait, I'm not comparing them to Miami. You're right, they're behind some of these other teams. But let's not make it seem like they got the worst roster oh, in the NFL. But, 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 they're you, a mediocre I, roster right I now. I compare the rosters to the top-notch people. If you look at the Bengals, how good are the Bengals? Where the, Tyler Boyd don't play, T. Higgins ain't playing. And Jamar Chase and is killing me. And they're starting. And you tell him, and you keep selling me DPJ. Yeah, no, but, but they wait got a talent that can wreck your squad. Yeah, yeah, one guy. Hold on, G. The uh, that was listen. Once those guys went out, Joe Burrow makes those other guys better, and eventually Watson will do that too. Right now, he's not, or I assume Watson will do that too eventually. What you just named the is, other two receivers that played for the Bengals, Taylor and uh, are not good. What's his name? I can't Thor of Ragnarok, Trent Irvin, Irvin, Th- Thor. Yeah, those guys are nothing players. And Loki, Kill those guys are nothing <laughs> players that Burrow makes better. So this is that flea flicker. I mean, he was wide open, Trent Irvin. Is, so you telling me at three levels, yeah, their backups are better than your starters. They don't need their starters to come out here and do anything. And if they did have their starters, they would smoke you. And even when they didn't have the receivers, you didn't have the wherewithal to double their best receiver. And he still got 20 that, targets. By the way, that was the most agree one of the most egregious things I've ever seen by the Browns yeah. this year. To yeah. not double team chase <laughs> when he's the only real threat in the passing game. That's there what is I want no to go to corner now. in the confidence. league. Guys, there is no corner yeah. in the league and that can consistently Look, stop here. chase. And that's here. what I want to here. turn go to. Back to, that. Go, back to that. go back to that. Go back to that graphic. McNuggets. Jason, here. Look at this graphic. Look at this graphic. Talk to him, Jason. Let me tell you what happened. He met the challenge yesterday. He threw a card down in preseason. I'm better than everybody you got. I'm better than everybody you got. He came to the table yesterday. I have to tip my hat to you because he was like, I'm here. He's a dog. I'm here. And I tell you who else has the bell yesterday for the Bengals. Von Bell looked at DPJ like, you a Michigan dude. Yeah. I'm coming to get you. I saw him in his grill all day yesterday. All day he was in DPJ his grill. DPJ had a pretty good game yesterday. He, listen, Von Bell was hitting him like nobody's business. He was physical. Yes, he, he was. But DPJ had it, got his. Cooper. No. DPJ had more yards than Chase for the record. Cooper's also hurt. I know the problem. So here's what I want to talk about because as I'm watching the game, first of all, before the game started and you know, the inactives, I mean, I I figured that Higgins wasn't going to play and do you need something? Are we moving off the chase thing? Because if we are, I know Jason had a nugget. No, we're going to chase. Oh, perfect. Okay. I want to dive in deeper on that. Why? Well, we at the assumption was Higgins was going to play. He had it when he didn't start the game. He tweaked it in pregame. Yeah, yeah he and when he didn't pre-game. start the game, right. rarely do guys he... get better from 1 till 4 o'clock. Right. 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 So and when then he Boyd gets hurt on the second play. Right, so right away, I'm saying, okay, we just neutralized their best player because we don't have anybody else to worry about. Right. Every All of their big pass-catching threats were off the field. Their right. second, third, and fourth best pass-catchers yes. were all yes. gone. So you've got one guy. Okay. And I immediately said, "Okay, now we're going to bracket. We're going to we're going to double team." Chase. And and he's basically, you're going to tell the other team, "We're not going to get beat by your fastball. We're going to take him away. 
you're going to have to prove that you've got other guys that can catch the ball. And I kept, I kept looking going, wow, it, it's still Ward one-on-one. It's still Ward. He's got no help. No help. Now, Ward's a great player. Chase is, in my view, the best wide receiver in football. So I don't. if you can be the best wide receiver against the best defensive back in football, unless it's Deion Sanders, I'm taking the wide receiver every, every time. time. Every, every time. time. And so, yeah, Chase killed us. But I, Jason, please explain to me what they explained to you after the game no. as to why they can't make an in-game adjustment on that. Well, there wasn't so much an explanation. It's just more frustration. Like, I approached a couple of the defensive players, and I said, listen, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but, like, why wouldn't you double Jamar? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And they did on a few plays, but not many. And basically, all the feedback was, that's a very valid question, and I don't have a very good answer that for it. Not good. Was Stefanski <laughs> asked? Yes. And he said, like, they at times tried to take him out, and Jamar made good plays. But, you know, I mean, it was the typical Kevin answer that you're going to get in that yeah. situation. But uh, Jamar... 15 targets when there was nobody else on the field is inexcusable. Now, like, if Belichick would have put three guys on uh, Jamar Chase, yeah. he would have put three on him. He would have forced him. someone else to beat him. Yes. I, I, and now Jamar, that, that I, touchdown, by the way, he was being double teamed. He was. It yes. was a perfect throw. Like, there was only one Chase spot Chase didn't even throw. know it was coming. Not to the last second. And Denzel no. didn't see it either. Right. He never saw it until no. it was by him. It was a great throw. One. But, 100% great throw. But all you, odds the quarterback. In the, third, in the fourth quarter, especially, third and fourth quarter, they could have gone to Jamar on every play. And it yeah. felt like they did. Yeah. He was in man coverage, and he knew exactly where he was going. He got to his spots. And, and, and their chemistry is so good. Oh, yeah. And that's not – and listen, I don't think Denzel's had a very good year. That's not on Denzel. Like, no, he didn't have any help. Yeah, that's crazy. And, Guys, and there was I, a lot I of want so badly to, for Kevin Stefanski to be the guy. I really do. I want so badly for him I'm, I'm to with, be I'm the guy. For weeks, he's over his head. Come on. He's over his head. That's, 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 I mean, that's, 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 that's becoming, middle school. It's becoming. It's middle school. It's evident. To more people than just me now. He is over his head. I mean, you're not going to get out of this dude what you think you're going to get. I don't care how bright you think he is. He How many degrees? His, he is over his freaking head. That is football one zero one. I, Jay, I do think weigh in. I do think it's funny that we we most people thought they were going to lose. They lost, and now we want to fire the coach again. Listen, I understand. There's an argument to fire Kevin Stefanski. No well, doubt. Well, it's not about the, the about, about the that. result. It's about the process. It's, right. Okay. Fair. The process fine, was fine. wildly flawed. I, I would not fire Stefanski. I understand the argument for firing Stefanski. I um. I think there's a chance he will get fired, especially because Jimmy Haslam, you never know. I mean, he's told a lot. But let me say this, and this is not a reason not to fire him, but let me ask you this honest question. If they do fire Kevin Stefanski, per- percentage chance that Jimmy Haslam hires the right guy? Well, Sean Payton's out there. I don't care what the There's no chance Sean Payton's here, so coming so here. Zero ch- Wait, zero? Zero. Okay. So, 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 well, so, first of all, so, you'd have to give up draft so, picks so, to get so him. So here it is. Let, first of all, let's, 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 that's a bifurcated. Well, uh, they just get, but what so do you stay, think? Stay with the first one. Yeah. You're talking about firing Stefanski. Yeah. Is he, has he committed enough offenses to be fired? I don't think so. You he do. absolutely I has. I do not. I don't yeah. think let me so. Tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, win, let me, my wind vane is swinging let me, to yes. I don't feel let, as good let, about let, him let, as I did in the beginning of the year, tell, obviously. Let me tell you what I see. My eyes see this, right? In-game management, awful. Understanding situation, horrible. Utilization of your high-profile players, awesome. terrible, right? Assisting the defensive coordinator to make in-game changes. Here. Non-existent. Not here. Control your own sideline. When you see somebody on your defensive, on your staff screwing it up 
and saying overriding you, you better get on it or you out of here. Oh, awful. I mean, his whole thing is awful. G. Bush, what? are you a go or stay? Man, he, I'm, I'm, I, listen, I didn't jump two feet. I was with him before. I try to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to just let you know that from playing the game at from this high, he made three mistakes this game that middle school coaches get right. Do you know why nobody in the, the city teams never really win? Because they go to the layup line and they say, who's the best player? Oh, that kid right there? Three people on him. You got Jamar Chase. And I, I said this in the chat the other week ago. I said, listen, the, the problem is this. If Jamar Chase was on our team, he'd be average. Probably. If, 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 T, if, if JJ Watt, TJ Watt was on our team, he'd be average. You know why? Because Kevin Stefanski <clears throat> would never allow him to get 15 targets. Just the same way when we asked him to run the ball and the Falcons did it 20 times in a row. He'll never do it. So if we're sitting here watching this game and it's an available adjustment that Susie, Jan, me, and Bugs Bunny know how to make, and he comes into the press conference and says, well, he didn't make some plays here or there. Every player in that locker room looks at him like a sucker. That dude is not, he is not an NFL head coach. Don't he's call. a coordinator. Don't call. And it does not matter. If you guys want to wait to, to watch Deshaun Watson come save somebody or make him look better, go ahead. But I'm telling you this right now, just like I told you before, it's better to get rid of somebody right now than, than to turn well, around. Because right now isn't going to happen. I, 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 gonna I, I, right I left now. one thing out. He never holds anybody accountable. Never. No, and never. That's, that's a problem. All right, but I just, I'm never. just curious, though. Percentage chance that Haslam gets it right with the next hire. I don't care. No, this you have right. to care. No, 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 no. Yeah, you can't no. just no, 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 hold on, hold on. You got to no, get it no, right. No, 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 listen. But I'm just the, asking you a question. It's, you may not care. I'm just, I'm just it's, asking. It's the cart before the – if I know who's not right right now, you may be right, I can't Chief. make the – You may be right. I'm just curious. I'll understand you. 10%. That, and that's part of the problem. Part I, of the problem. I, I agree with you because yeah. here he has to step away. It's the problem is never happened. That's the problem. Yeah. This is why we look like you yesterday's guys, trash because we're the laughing stock out here. He, here's here's the, I mean, calm, rational mind. He's not firing him in the season. No, no, no. The he, next four games, in my opinion, are a referendum on Kevin. I think there's that's oh, true. Jason yeah, so. didn't get his because they're up. all winnable games. It's, yeah, I mean, I know the Ravens are going to be. They're tough, all losable they, games, too, but yeah, they're they all winnable are, but, games. but they're all games. They could win. The Ravens are down to their third string quarterback. Yes. Okay, so I know their defense is great, but to me, I'm going to you got to make something out of this 2023 disaster. They can't crater in these 2022 final four disaster games. going yes. into 23. How do you make something of the 2022 disaster so it benefits you next year? You use these next four games as a referendum. We're watching, we're, 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 we're evaluating, and we're making decisions. And everybody, as far as yeah. I'm concerned, if Baker went, then who's next? After What's the pecking order? I told you two years ago. Once, th yeah. th this is, we got Tim coming in, so yeah. I'm not even, I could do an hour and a half on this. Eventually, everyone in Cleveland well, maybe it's not true. I would eventually they're going to start pointing at the people who are who are really responsible for this. For 20 years, uh -oh. we've been screaming about fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach. The coach is incompetent. When are we going to point the finger at the toxic, dysfunctional ownership group that continues to get this? Well, yeah. No, but it's not the but, but, coaches. But, 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 it's the dysfunctional it ownership group. No, 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 no. It's the dysfunctional ownership group. No, no, no. It could be both. 
The no, Colts can no. be horrible and, it, and, listen. and a dysfunctional group. Listen. It can be both. You can say what you want about Paul Podesta, and everyone thinks he's an idiot. I get it. I don't think he's an idiot. I think he's really good at what he does, which is like identify talent, not necessarily for the roster. I don't think he picks the players. Paul Podesta wanted Sean McDermott. Is he a pretty good NFL coach? He, he would have been a failure here. But you know what Jimmy did? Jimmy didn't listen to Paul. He went and listened to a guy he was about to fire and Alex Shiner. And, and then he hired Hugh Jackson. And look how uh, that turned out. Run Sean, Sean, McDerm- <laughs> Sean McDermott, or I'm sorry, Paul DiBodesta wanted uh, Robert Saleh. It was Saleh or Kevin. Okay. How's Robert Saleh doing in New York? I Pretty good my, coach, right? Pretty good coach. I think I'm running Sean. Pretty good coach. No, Sean McDermott in Buffalo? I'm, I'm, my Sean man. McDermott in Buffalo is a hell of a no. coach. Well, here's the problem. Robert Sully in New York is doing a hell of a job. So everyone Paul has identified is actually a really good NFL coach, here, except the guy who's here. The one Why is that? Why is that? But Jason, I think your conclusion is one that, I mean, I, I said in week four or five that I thought Stefanski was a good seed in bad, bad soil. soil. I've and had I'll players stand by that. I've had players in the building. Tell me this year, why do you think our best year is when nobody else was in here? It was just us. Players have told me that. Why do you think that is? It's because this ownership group is so toxic and so dysfunctional. By the way, what are they doing that's affecting them on the field? But there's so many different people in the building. Yeah. Like, players will tell you, oh, there's people in here all the time we've never seen before. I've been here for X number of years, and every time there's somebody new in the building. It's never just about you. It's Pat Riley says all the time. Keep the main thing the main thing. The Browns never make the main thing the main thing. Never. Too many distractions. Never. One of the things that bothered me, we haven't talked about on the program, but I wanted to see if you had noticed this. We had pointed out earlier in the season when the Jets were going for the onside kick in the game that derailed their season that the owner's grandchildren were standing right behind yeah. the head coach on the sideline. Where else does that happen? Where does that happen? Uh, during Minnesota. the victory celebration locker room celebration and this was for me i was like that is a that that is a sanctuary that is for players and coaches only when kevin stefanski was giving his post-game speech after the victory against houston there were the four there were i i think i saw at least two of the young grandkids were sitting right there now kevin did have his family with him in houston and i haven't seen that picture so i don't know who the kids were if it was kevin's kids and he wanted to have them there i'm okay with that and here's why because then he knows to control his language and his kids are there i don't know that he would use foul language anyhow man look but if if we gotta bring tim in we gotta it keeps him from giving the speech he might want to give that's not a rare his his, you know what he should worry about doubling jamar chase if he worry about kids in the locker room shame on you homie worry about what gets you fired and what you get you promoted tim couch unfortunately there's nothing we can do about the owner no he's he's tim couch i want you to do two things grade deshaun watson last week and then his overall grade after last uh after yesterday well, I thought last week was obviously a struggle. You know, he was uh, he was inaccurate with the football, and he just kind of kind of looked out of place a little bit in his first start in over 700, uh, 700 days. So you you would expect that. Uh, but I thought he made a huge jump. You know, I really did in week two. I thought he looked uh, much more like himself. You know, we saw him extending plays, uh, making tough throws down the middle of the field, uh, much more accurate with the football. Um, you know, I thought that was kind of more you know like himself. You know, I really thought he made a big jump. So I, I would probably give him. You know, probably a, a you know a D in his first game, and probably a C plus or you know B minus in his in his second game. You know, I think he, he did make a big jump. Uh, you know, the the offense seemed to be clicking a little bit more. Uh, you know, he underst- kind of understood what was going on, going going to the right place, and and more importantly, looking more accurate with the football than he did in week one. 
or his did first you, week, I'm sorry. Did you see him missing open guys yesterday? Because I thought Adam Archuleta did a good job on the broadcast, sort of highlighting that there were guys running open right in front of him, and he, he just didn't, didn't, didn't find them with the football. He did miss a couple, you know, but I think you can, you know, you can go watch any quarterback play, um, you know, any game on a, on a Sunday, and they, 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 they're not going to see them all. You know, they miss a few. You know, I watched Tom Brady play yesterday, and he missed a few. You know, he also underthrew quite a few deep balls that were open in that game where they got blown out. So, um, you know, he, he did miss a few, but, uh, you know, that's just part of it. I think that's just part of the game. And, you know, I think as, as he gets more reps within this offense, you know, he'll start to see those plays a little more. And, uh, but, uh, but certainly he had uh, some opportunity for some big plays there. Hey, Tim, is Tom Brady done, by the way? Are we all admitting Tom Brady's done? Yeah, I'm careful on that one. Hey, Tom I'm, Brady's I'm, done. And, He's and, done, and he looks weird. What and, happened to his face? Hey, What's going and, on with his face? Tim, until Tom Brady hang it up in that five-year <laughs> that five-year period where they put that jacket a garbage on. Garbage division. That's I'm not. I'm not stepping on. He no, stinks now. I'm gonna wait it out. Hey, Tim, let me ask you a question because I'm. I'm and you, you just touched on. We've done that before. Talk to yeah, talk to these guys about as a player when the game slows down for you, right? How you, how your special talents really become um, apparent to others when the game, the game is in slow motion. You're picking people apart at that point. Talk about it from the yeah, for sure. Position. You know, it's, it's a different feeling. You know, when when the game starts to slow down for you, and you start feeling more comfortable. Then you're out there just reacting. You know, you're not thinking so much. Uh, you know, early on, you know, I, I can remember, you know, my first, you know, few games in the NFL, making that transition from from college to the uh, to the NFL, and it seemed like things were going a thousand miles an hour. And you can't be the player that you want to be. You can't react that way. You're just out there thinking so much, uh, you know. So when the game, we start to see things a little better. The game starts to slow down. It really just your instincts take over. Your athleticism takes over a little bit, and then then you start to kind of see, uh, you know, the, the the total package, and you can become the athlete and the, and the player that you're capable of when you don't have to sit there and think so much. And it just uh, becomes reactionary for you. Tim, I got I got something for you. I'm, I'm gonna need you to keep it real with me here. I'm gonna need you to go ahead and tell me from your playing experience. We haven't even really touched on this, man. The Browns come out in the game. I think uh, I think uh, uh, Watson hits a, a deep out route, maybe 25 yards. Mm-hmm. He comes back, hits another route. They get down in the red zone area, and um, they bring in the backup quarterback to run a corner route, and he hasn't. Yeah. What, as a competitor, first and foremost, in the starting quarterback, how does that make you feel that you coming off it's, the field disrespectful, and you <laughs> and you you got a rhythm? You feeling like, oh, I saw a couple plays, I got some success now. Tell me what would be going through your mind if if you were in that circumstance. I'd be absolutely furious. You know, like I said, Deshaun was looking great, man. He had some great throws uh, on that drive, and you get down to a fourth and one situation, and you're gonna bring a quarterback who's ice cold off the bench and asked him to throw a tough route, a corner route uh, on, on a critical down and, and situation in the game. And when you got a quarterback who's out there, who's, who's, uh, you know, who's filling the game, filling the flow of the game and who's, who's throwing the ball. Well, I would absolutely been furious. You know, I thought when Jacoby came in, like everyone else, this is going to be a quarterback sneak or, you know, maybe some type of gadget play, but to have him, you know, come off the bench ice cold, like I said, and try to throw that route, which is a tough route to throw anyway um and try to hit that is, is a tough ask for jacoby to come off the bench and do but i'm, I'm sure deshaun didn't appreciate that didn't like that i know i wouldn't as a player i, I would have given the coach a, a you know kind of a little side eye look on that one but um yeah I, I didn't understand that that play call at all man not at all ridiculous uh, yeah it made uh, plenty of criticism to deserve it and, and yeah i mean i guess 
I wouldn't have brought Jacoby Brissett in at all, but if I did, I'm gonna gonna run him. But I don't know. There's just so so many. You know, people complain about the penalties, Tim. Did you think any of the penalties were bad calls? I know there were a lot of penalties, but I thought the calls on both teams were actually all the calls were good. I don't know. I thought the referees did a good job, even though it was boring to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. There were a lot of flags. It seemed like there was a flag on almost every play. But you go back and you watch the, you know, watch the replay, and you're like, yeah, that was, you know, it looked legit to me. That was a holding or, you know, whatever, whatever they were calling, hands to the face one time uh, when um, uh, uh, Clowney got a sack and it got called back because of hands to the face. You know, that was obvious as well. So, so it was a sloppy game, uh, really, by both teams. A lot of penalties, but uh, you know, like you said, I think most of them were probably justified. Yeah, Tim, t- sorry, Jason. I'm curious from from your perspective, like. Obviously, the Bengals' offense has not looked good against the Browns at all. Like, Joe Burrow looks great against everybody else. He hasn't looked good against the Browns. He played better this, from the second quarter on. But how? talk about that adjustment. Like, you're going into the game an hour and a half before the game. You think you got your full complement of receivers. And then Higgins tweaks his hamstring in warm-ups, and uh, Boyd dislocates his finger on the second play. I, I, obviously, the offense was really out of sync for the Bengals the first quarter and a half. How tough an adjustment is that as the game's starting? Extremely tough. You know, you, you go all week with a game plan with those guys, and then all of a sudden, you know, you don't have them. So you, there's a lot of adjustments that go on. But, you know, when you have a guy like Jamar Chase, uh, and you can just go back and throw him the football, especially if the Browns aren't willing to double-team the guy, you know, the reads become simple for a quarterback at that point. You know, if you see a two-high safety, you know, more than likely probably going to be a zone look. You're going to go through your reads. But if you see a single-high safety, and there's man coverage out there. There's really no read to it. You trust that that your guy, Jamar Chase, is going to beat Denzel Ward or whoever it is lined up on him, and you just give him a chance. So, you know, it really simplifies the game. It makes it easy for a quarterback when you have a guy like that on the outside who can just, you know, dictate coverage. You know, it's you know, like I said, if they roll to him, they double-team him, you go somewhere else. If they don't, you take your chances with him one-on-one. So, um, you know, but, but it was a big adjustment. You can see they were trying to work through that process of losing those two guys so late. Um, you know, we, you know, before the game started, so uh, tough, tough, uh, tough deal for them. But they they managed to do it, and they put up a lot of points, and their offense really got rolling there, especially in the second half. So Tim, tell me this, right? You you warming up, you got a game plan, we didn't strategize all week how we're going to go against this 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 team, the Bengals, and then when you find out the information that Higgins is not playing and Boyd is not going to be in after the second round, who makes the adjustment? Who says, up, oh, scrap that? We're going to double chase from here on out. Whose call is that? Is that is that Stefanski's call or is that is that Woods' call? I would say a little bit of both. You know, I would say more than likely it'd be more on the defensive coordinator to say, you know, we, we have to stop their best player first and foremost. You know, you guys mentioned it early. You know, earlier, you know, the reason the Patriots had so much success for all those years was that's what they did. It's simple football. You stop their best player and you make someone else beat you. And, you know, for the Browns just to sit there and let Jamar Chase have whatever he had, 10 catches or so, and just continue to catch those 15-yard out routes and, and just all those little easy throws he was getting, like at some point you got to come up and say, all right, we're going to stop this guy, especially if they're down two wide receivers. Let's make somebody else beat us. Like Jamar Chase can't beat us. Like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase looked like they were in seven-on-seven in practice. Like it was right. too easy, man. It was just pitch and catch. So, let, um, so you, let, you know, you got to make that adjustment. And, and to me, that would probably come more from the defensive coordinator saying, I can't sit back and watch this anymore. Like, double-team the guy, roll coverage to him every time. And, and, and if somebody else beats us, then shake their hand. But, uh, you know, you can't just – you can't let their best player just sit there and have a, have a field day on you like that. Tim, I want to go back to the uh, holdings that you were talking about. You said you, you thought all the penalties were legit. Both said the same thing. I was talking to a couple of linemen after the game who felt like the officials were trying to control – 
set a tone early almost and, and control the game. That's something we don't ever really talk about or think about. How often does that happen where the officials sort of make their mark early, especially with linemen on what's allowable and what's not? Because it got to the head of some of the linemen of like, what can I do? What can I do? What's allowed? What's not allowed today? Because they felt like they wanted to go right at the Bengals. The best way to run the ball was to go right at them. But some of those early holding calls sort of threw off a couple of the linemen. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's a very good point. You know, I think each game, the refs are going to call it a little differently. And you kind of get that that feel, that vibe from them early on in the process. And you say, well, this is what I can get away with today. Some official, uh, officials will let the, uh, you know, the little grabbing and holding a little bit uh, go on. And other officials are going to call it every time they see it. And, you know, really, you know, they could probably throw a flag on about every play if they wanted to. Uh, you know, this this uh, officiating crew was, you know, a little more willing to throw those flags. And, you know, so for the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, especially, you really got to adjust to how they're calling the game. You know, if they're if they're going to call those, you just can't do it. You can't get away with it, uh, like you had, like you maybe did in the previous game, or you know, more so, you know, throughout the season. But um, you know, it is an adjustment. It's tough on those guys. It's really tough when they come out there and they're trying to, you know, like you said, establish that run game. They're trying to fire off the ball, trying to be aggressive, and you know, the officials just aren't really letting them, you know, use their hands and pull and tug on these guys like they like some officiating officiating crews do. So it's it's a huge adjustment to those guys for sure. I want to go back real quick to the Jamar and the double and the conversation. Whose call is it, Joe? It's the coordinator in that. You've played for offensive coaches before. Chris Palmer was an offensive coach, offensive background. How often does the head coach go over to the D.C. and say, change that? I don't like what we're doing there. It, it doesn't look like that ever happens here. I watch fairly frequently, and it doesn't look like Kevin and Joe talk very much at all in the moment. Maybe they are when I'm not looking. But how often does the head coach go to the D.C. and say, hey, we need to change something? Or does he leave it with full autonomy? I think everybody's a little bit different. Uh, you know, um, later in my career, I had Butch Davis, who was obviously a defensive-minded coach and been a defensive coordinator and things. So he, he would get involved on the defensive side of the ball quite a bit. And he really didn't say, you know, and vice versa, he really didn't say much to Bruce Arians, the offensive coordinator, because he kind of let Bruce run that. I think, I think it probably – you know, it comes down to what side of the ball their background is and whether they feel more comfortable. You know, they've been a defensive-minded coach or an offensive-minded coach. They kind of lean towards, uh, lean more towards, uh, you know, helping out on that side and let the, the, you know, the other side of the ball kind of do their thing. It's been kind of my experience. You know, they certainly will say stuff here and there, but, uh, you know, they definitely have, you know, they, they become more vocal uh, in what they feel most comfortable with, I think. So, the, so you, you will agree that the head coach is the manager of the operation, right? Like, I, I, yeah, I, sure. I, I've never been involved on a team where the head coach didn't have the ultimate say when something was going sideways, right? right? And when to put his imprint out there and say, hey, we're not doing that, right? I don't see that happening here, right? And if I'm a player, I just have to be honest with you. If I'm a player, this is nonsensical to me, right? Because we're not making the adjustments that need to be made, right? But Tim did just say that that doesn't happen with the opposite. 
I'm his experience. I'm telling you, at, at any any level out here, but right, Brad, basketball is very different. I tell, yeah, but I, you know what? I, I talk about just to basketball. Brad's point, hold on, Jay. In my everyday life, yeah, I got seven departments that work for me. Yeah, who ruling it? At, at I can point, override anybody here if, if I if, if I see the ship veering off ship off, off course. It's still his responsibility, right? But in the moment of the game, like oh, in the moment of the game, he, Tim, I'm not saying it. Tim just said that in his experience in the games, the uh, uh, the head coach is not going to get involved with the defensive coordinator if he's an offensive coach or vice versa. Kevin hasn't sat in, in on all the defensive meetings all week, so what's he going to add on Sunday in but terms of changing? But, 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 I agree, but I agree, I agree with the point. Do you yes. think if Belichick is watching his defense get roasted, <laughs> yeah, roasted by the game's tripping. best receiver, you think he's not going to go to the, the defense DC and say, it, yo, that's not maybe a, a double would Jay, work. You, 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 it doesn't. That doesn't make sense. I'm not asking it, it would, him to go from a four-three to a three-four. It would be Belichick. It would be Belichick talking to the offense. Okay. Right. You think Belichick's never done that? I, he, he probably has, but I don't but. know. I'm just. I'm not saying it. But did, Tim just said that's the way Bill, it goes. But did Bill do that in year three of being a head I don't coach? Know. I don't know. You're, you're looking at Bill in year 25. All I know yeah. is if everybody's sitting at home is going, <laughs> wow. The best receiver in football Agreed. needs it's to not, be double beat. Right the head science. coach, it's his responsibility. Agreed. I agree. It's not, I agree with that. It's not that complicated. But uh, no, I agree. It, it really and that's why I and that's why I phrased the question to Tim of you, you you're not necessarily going to suggest the call, but you're at least going to say, hey, what are we doing there? Like, let's clean yeah. it up or fix that. But if he hasn't sat in on the meetings all week on the defensive side, what? He, but he's not going to make the adjustment. No, but he, he doesn't can certainly need to make tell, the adjustment. He, he can, can say, guys, there's a building Joe. on fire over here, and we've got no <laughs> Go firemen put, on yes. Put some water on it, please. Yes. yes. <laughs> so he's the fire chief. I think that's fair, Tim. That happens, doesn't it, Tim? Yeah, I mean, it happens. You know, a coach is definitely going to, you know, look at the defensive coordinator, even if he's not in a lot of communication with him, and say, hey, man, we got to, why, why are we not stopping that? Like, adjust something. Um, you know, but, you know, like I said, it's, um, it, I, I, you know, I don't know how they do it there. You know, I don't know how, how vocal Stefanski is with his staff. I'm just saying, from what I've seen with the staffs I've been a part of, that's kind of the way it leans uh, as far as head coaches and coordinators' communication, uh, you know, during a game. Progression for Watson. From I know you said, you know, you had him at a D. For the last game, maybe a B minus for this game. Um, what were some things that you saw that you liked? What were some things that you saw that concern you? Okay. Uh, you know, probably things I liked, uh, you know, seeing him make the throws down the field. You know, he was a lot more accurate on those deep out patterns, those throws across the middle. Uh, I saw him moving well in the pocket. You know, I, th I thought he had a good feel for the, the you know, the, for the pocket where pressure was coming from. Moving up, he made a couple throws. Uh, you know, I remember one, he hit Peoples-Jones on a, on an end route with a guy, like, pulling at, a, pulling at his jersey. Another guy hit him in the legs. It was yes. just an unbelievable throw. Um, you know, he, he made a lot of really, really good plays. Um, you know, still, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Jay, he did miss some opportunities. You know, that would be the bad part. You know, there were some there were some plays off of uh, off of play action where he had some deep crossers and some things like that where he just didn't take advantage of it. So he, he left a lot of yards uh, out on the field. But you know, like I said, it's his second game in over over 700 days, so he's just kind of working his way back into this thing. But you know, the progression from uh, his first game to his second game, I thought was uh, was a really big jump for him. You know, Tim, um, I always say people say you can't lose a game. Um, with one play, you, you, you can sure as hell give it away, though. <laughs> I thought one of the big turning points of the game, once again, after the fourth down where you throw the ball with the backup quarterback, it was the roughing the, punt, roughing the oh. punter. I, oh, I'm yeah. just, gonna, just I'm, dumb. I'm, I'm looking at this from a perspective, and I asked myself, listen, as a special teams coordinator, 
Why would you even be in punt block? Why yeah. are you not it's in punt block? That's a return right there, right? That's a return, yeah. Tim. Like, it, you, yeah. they, they punted, had great field position. They punted the ball inside their own 20. Even if he fair yeah. catches it, he's still right. now a 0-0. You got room. To, but you, you, you give a person who's very inexperienced, a guy who hasn't played, an opportunity to do something stupid by trying to block a kick when nobody blocks it. What is this? Frank Beamer? Ain't nobody. Virginia Tech is the only school that blocks kicks. No one else has <coughs> right. that right. I, I was so confused. Now, real quick, before that. Tim, right. before you answer that, Kevin said they were just trying to bring heat because this was the fourth time. This was his fourth game ever in the NFL. Yeah, but he'd but, been with the Bengals for two years. Yeah, but, no, 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 listen. Hey, you trying no, to justify was, it. That's no, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm trying to ask Tim, is there a difference in pressure and actually coming after the block? Is it the same or is it different? That's what I'm trying there, to ask. You. There's a difference there. You know, if you just want to put pressure on the guy making hurry, make him hurry up his process, there's that. Then there's an all outs come out. You know, we're going to try and block this thing. And it looked to me like the Browns were trying to block it. Um, you know, but I agree, man. Like, you know, you just go back to people's Jones. He just ran a punt back was that last you. week or before. Like, Lord. he's got an opportunity to run this thing back. Let's get a full on pop return set up yeah, have for this guy. Position. And then, you know, even if he's there catching, you got a great, you got great field position. So yeah, I DBJ think I was standing at the 40. They were going to have, I'm not defending that. Yeah, I'm okay. just trying to in see the if they're defending. In the end, in it's the on end, Tony, Tony Fields, Fields is the most to blame yes. over anybody. That's yeah. not even on, it's not on Prefer. He tackled the butter. Yeah, it's not on Prefer. It's totally on Prefer. sucks, but the players screwed the, up. Here's the problem. Nobody seems to have a, a understanding to understand the situation so of football, the moment. A situation of the moment. Right. You don't run that. You just don't at that point. That well, no, well, no, no one's arguing, but we can't give the player a Left in the quarter. I don't need to shoot with 20 seconds. I'm going <laughs> to shoot thing, with three seconds to, left. So to your point, Brad, on that, <laughs> the one thing that all great coaches will do is take responsibility for their players' penalties. Yes. Ultimately, the <coughs> player commits the foul. Yeah. But the foul is being committed under the coach's regime. Is he tolerant of these things? Is this a problem? The Browns, I believe, are 24th in the league. 6.4 penalties per game they had nine. <laughs> guys. They gave the Bengals a full 98 yards, almost a full football field. That first penalty. touchdown drive was the all. The Ronnie penalty. Harrison defensive holding. Yeah. Which Both led, touchdowns. That, that kept the drive going that led to a touchdown. Yeah. I don't I, think the Browns were that far off yesterday. But again, it's what we talk about every week, like which layers. goes back to the coach. Layers. It's the accumulation of the little things. It's the layers. That's why this yeah. team is 5-8 and eight and outside of the play. That is reflective of... When you, when you, I don't care what sports you play, when there's a lot of turnovers, penalties, whatever, that's a direct reflection on the coaching. Yes. That's the direct it's discipline. The, the discipline that is not yeah. there. <laughs> Let's let Tim hit. Tim, thanks, buddy. Yeah, Tim, great we stuff. We appreciate it. Great stuff. All right, appreciate uh, you guys. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. We'll, we'll see you next week. I, I think when it thanks. comes to, listen. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.